You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another edition of NCQA's podcast, Inside Healthcare. I'm Matt Brock, Communications Director here at NCQA. And joining us for this episode are the guys at the head of the pack when it comes to all things related to digital quality measurement here at NCQA. Dr. Michael Barr, NCQA's Executive Vice President for Quality Measurement and the Research Group, and Benjamin Hamlin, Lead Research Scientist, here at NCQA on these digital measures. They are here to discuss them and why it would be good for you to attend the Digital Quality Summit. Michael, let's get started with you. Tell us about the Digital Quality Summit. The Digital Quality Summit, the third year, doing collaboration with HL7, and they're a great partner in this. And we started three years ago with a fairly narrow, technically oriented group. And last year, we saw that group expand in terms of the stakeholders, and we're expecting further expansion and more involvement, and that's what people found most valuable in the prior two years. Tell me about that expansion. So you said it was a technical? It was mostly technical people, some interested policy people, and you know, you know, it was the first year, and we got a lot of support, again, from HL7 and the technical community who were very interested in what we were doing. And then word spread, and last year, the number of people attending the conference grew significantly, and so far early registrations indicate it's going to grow even further. But more importantly, the message about this as a community, as a place for people who are interested in quality, digital measures, standards, new languages, what CMS is doing with respect to measures, what health plans need to know. Everybody seems to want to come in here and talk, and more importantly, work on some of those issues because this is not a typical sit on sit in the seat listen to a bunch of people talk kind of meeting it's yes we have some great plenaries and and, and general sessions but there are five different work groups uh, that are working on very specific parts of the digital measure movement and that's where people have found the value that collaboration the conversations the sharing of insights and sharing of expertise what is the overall goal though when you when you all decided to begin having these summits what was the real end game? Well, to be very honest, the first part was just to start the conversation and kind of highlight some of the issues around digital measures, around advancing quality and using the digital specifications and new languages, clinical quality language and so on, to move that along. And I think we're growing into a broader goal, which is to provide this sort of community for people who are interested in this topic. So the everything from the standards towards you know, natural language processing toward you know specific quality measure initiatives to you know fire everything seems to be on fire and for those of you mm-hmm. not familiar with it it's FHIR fast mm-hmm. healthcare interoperability resources uh, and what that holds for the future so a lot of different people coming to talk about their unique interests as well as to share their interests with others let's talk about that uh, the lots of people part and then we'll talk about the challenges ahead for digital quality measurement lots of people this includes caregivers right and absolutely you don't have to necessarily uh no programming language in fact most people will not right you know so let's the so the audience the clearly there's a technical component to this people are interested in actually writing the code to support measures but there are people interested in well how do we implement the measures there are people what measures are you doing this to or with or for Mm -hmm. Uh, how am I going to take those measures that you build and use 
evidence-based decision support to help kind of move that along. How do, how do those things relate? Uh, you know, and what are we doing about quality in general? How can we take, well, well let's, let's, let's say the existing measures that we have are basically a function of what data were available and how we could write the measures. Looking forward, even now and in the near future, but longer term, given the new methodologies we have, data sources, hopefully some better interoperability and sharing of data across systems, what are the future kinds of measures we can build using these standards? So there are folks who are imagining that, as well as those who know what they can do and build now, and everything in between. It is a changing, and, and I guess this is where we'll get into the talk about challenges, it is a changing climate that's changing fast. Is the challenge before you to keep quality and measurement at a focus in the conversation as everything changes? Yes and no. I think the what I'm learning, and I'm not a technology person, mm -hmm. I'm not a standards person, but what I un understand from those who are is that there are really not any significant technical limitations to what we could do. It's all about what data are available, because the data are being generated when people see patients and they're using electronic health records or they're using registries or generating claims, which is electronic information. Those are all data that can be used. The standards that might need to be tightened up a little bit. I'll leave that to the standards development organizations and folks. But in general, we have the standards for all these things. What we're talking about is a culture, a mindset, um, how we finance this tremendous change without disintermediating or disenfranchising those who have built their systems and their processes around what currently exists. That's what needs to be pushed, and that's where some of the challenges are. Nevertheless, this summit is to talk about all of those issues. Mitigating some of those challenges, Well, hopefully, I and learning from the community, whether you call it crowdsourcing, sharing, or so on, bringing people together around specific use cases or ideas, having them talk about it in smaller groups, bringing them back to the general sessions, demonstrating or sharing what they've learned, and making sure the, the, that we move this whole community along with quality in mind. Obviously, nobody wants to create measures just to create measures. Right. They have to be towards an end. We need to improve the quality of health care that people receive in the United States. This is a big part of that, how we measure qualities, how we will perform. Right? How do we know how, how we we're doing better if we, don't, if we don't measure? But, um, and, and one other thing, there's, just to be clear, there's another big, big sort of component. issue, component, and that is there's a call for fewer measures and more outcome measures. Uh, that's where I was going, right. right. And, and that's understandable given, given how measures and the data you need to support measures have been collected and reported to date. Mm -hmm. It's burdensome. We're asking clinicians and their teams to check boxes and introduce processes that may not make sense in terms of taking care of the people who come to see them. What we want to do is create measures that leverage the information that is generated in the course of taking care of those people. No additional work necessary for the most part, and that the data get transported and moved into calculation engines or data intermediaries to do those calculations. And those measures are embedded in those systems because they're created digitally. No more manual transcription of the measures. No more sort of interpreting a PDF or a narrative that says, you know, this is what we think, now you write it in program code. And after all, that was what all this technology was supposed to do, right? Make our Correct. lives easier. Correct. And so uh, uh, physicians like yourself have, uh, have complained that we haven't really done that yet. And this is sort of an effort 
to move in that direction. I think it's a small part of it. Let's be really clear. The uh-huh. frustration we hear from clinicians and their teams, yes, measures are part of that, but it's really about usability, the systems that have been right. put in place. And so what we want to do is at least not add to that and for the most part try to move away and kind of back off some of the work that they're doing now around quality. And Ben, let's dig more into the specifics about the tracks at the Digital Quality Summit. We don't tell people where to go and when to go, but we offer some suggestions or at least some areas we know they might have interest in. We Mm -hmm. sort of separate them out so we don't sort of, you know, they get to the lobby and they're like, huh, where do I go? We do tell them, well, here's what you find when you'll get there. So let's start with uh, one track is the data quality track, and you are the champion for that. That is my track. Tell me. And that is for data scientists and but it's not but ju- not just that it's not so the that's that's again one of the things we really try and so i know trying says, to be i know it says data quality and i, I should have i'm terrible at naming things i should have uh-huh. called it something else right um this track is going to be really looking at the end-to-end process of from the data collection point whether it's on your iphone or your physician record how that can how that gets used from every transformation at every level up to a standardized data that it could be used to run quality measures against. And these quality measures are going to be the prospective types. They're not going to be those you know, report card things. They're going to be the ones that are looking at your data and, and making suggestions about your data and, and you know, th- those really wonderful next generation measures. Um, there is going to be some very advanced speeches there. So we're, talk- we're using augmented intelligence, AI, to standardize this data. And however, we're going to be doing it in such a way that's very approachable to those who've never uh, do not know the intricacies of unsupervised machine learning and all that. That's going to be for other, that's going to be for other conferences. Right. Right? Those, those things are going to be other conferences. We we put this in the context of quality assessment, um, and so we'll have a number of different orientation presentations. We're going to be talking about different aspects of data quality from every step of the stage along that end to end process. Um, so really, you do not have to be you know a, a data scientist to understand it. Um, you, you and in to, fact, you probably have a role in saying, well. Yeah, um, if you're in one area about where we collect data or where folks collect data, and there's somebody who works in that area, let's say um, just a guy who sells Apple Watches, right. and, he, and he's going to say, well, you can't really do that because the Apple Watch doesn't work that way. We'll yeah. just say. Well, and that's I just that, an and, that's, and, and we'll have an EHR vendor who will say the same thing, and we'll say, why doesn't it work that way? Why it should work that way. Why doesn't it? Right. And, and how can and, and, we make and, it work that way? And how can we, yes, exactly. How can, how can we work around what we have right now? But we're really just basically saying, you guys, the vendor folks, you know, this is what we want. You need to meet us. We don't need uh-huh. to meet you where you are. You need to meet us where we want to be. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and so that's, that's what we're doing. We have, but we that's have, what I was trying to describe right. was uh, the role of other folks. Right. In this exactly. process, because they have knowledge that you don't. Exactly, and and so we'll be breaking. As I said, we'll be breaking this down into 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 bite-sized chunks when we talk about each stage of the process, and we'll be looking for feedback from participants about their very specific questions or issues at each of those chunks. So we'll basically right. be looking at each stage of the process in, in minute detail. We have three whole days to do this, um, and we'll really be trying to customize that agenda. Um, we have some amazing experts from all walks of life, everything from policy all the way down through machine learning, um, and everything in between. Um, who will be able to, to just, again, dynamically change the, the, the syllabus or the topics as we go to meet everyone there where they are. Um, we're expecting some C-suite people there. We're expecting some engineers. We're expecting everybody to... to Caregivers. You know, anyone who wants to understand data quality from any angle or any aspect, I think is important because it's one of those things that's holding back these next generation measures is people don't understand 
how we assess the quality of the data that we want to use. That not only holds true for the summit itself, but for each of these tracks as well, That's right? That's very true, yeah. You, when, you, when you come to the, to the summit, you may want to consider not going to the track you thought you were coming for. I generally suggest You might want to like, mix you know, it up, yeah, right? Try, you, you know what you know, right? So why don't you go somewhere else and find, learn something new? Like, why don't you tr just like open up, like I said, open up your mind and try something that you just be wild and crazy. You know, it's not an expensive summit. It's, it's three days of your time. But, um, you know, the value you get from just like taking the opportunity to go out, like just totally, uh, to totally the right or left or wherever you want to go from where you're, you like you spend all your time here, take a vacation, you know, go somewhere else. Second track to talk about measurement specifications and terminology. Tell me about it. So terminology is the, is, the, is the foundation for everything we do for measurement because we use, in measurement space, we call terminology or basically the different code systems that we use for the measures, right? I, like, I loved this little story that we went to a terminology conference a couple of years ago, and on the buffet, one of the items at the lunch buffet was pickled cucumbers, <laughs> which led to a debate over lunch about what is a pickled cucumber because there were a bunch of terminologists in the room like right. you know, we had this we had this long debate over lunch and it kept going it's still a running joke in the I would have enjoyed that actually it was, <laughs> so, am I eating a pickle or am I eating I a cucumber, cucumber that's been cucumber. like right. doused with some pickling and then pickled eggs came right. up and, but, right. but until you have agreement on what that actually is you can't right. do anything else with that information right so that's, that's where they start they're going to start talking about the standard terminologies that are very discrete clinical concepts that we can we now have a code for and a very descriptive information that goes with that code mm -hmm. but that is what the measure specifications are going to be looking for so what they're going to do in this track is they're going to cover the terminologies they're going to sort of talk about the different types of terminologies and how they sort of interact they're going to talk about how the measures are written so you're going to understand how measures are essentially created using these standard formats and how they talk to these terminologies to do the actual measure calculation um, and it's all going to be sort of in, you know, how the electronic measures are working. So they're going to be really covering a lot of different angles on quality measurement um, in terms of, when you say measure specification, we're talking about the technical specifications. But there's a lot under the hood of a technical specification. They're going to talk about, again, breaking it down into pieces and talk about each of those pieces and how they're developed, how they're curated and maintained, and how they function in this measure algorithm that's a digital measure. Um, and folks will, will probably come out of that sort of surprised about how that impacts everything else. It does. So last year's summit, we had a group of clinicians who were developing a, a, an RA measure. Um, and they, RA they went, is? Rheumatoid arthritis. Sorry. Okay. Um, and they, had the, they, they were clinical guideline experts. They'd written the guidelines. They wanted a, a quality measure concept, a patient-centered quality measure concept. They spent the majority of, of last year's event um, honing in the quality concept they wanted to develop a measure around. We took that and went right to measure authoring from the measure specification track last year. And literally this group of people were able to watch their measure being authored on a big screen in this measure authoring tool. And they, they could see how their, how their measure decision process was going to actually function in this quality. They're coming back again this year to finish that project because they were so excited by that whole prospect last year of, of the, the guideline to concept to measure authoring to having something ready to actually use hasn't been tested yet but you know testing once you have a really well-defined measure concept testing is not so hard you just need some data mm -hmm. um, it can be expensive sometimes but it's not hard once you have that really well-defined concept so they're coming back and again it's 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 the it's the visualizing the authoring process how you, all the different things you need to know about but then you can actually just watch it happen in real time let's talk about state quality reporting that's a third track that's another track that is a new this year we, we've not done this before we have had a lot of states, particularly Medicaid, but also a lot of the ACOs, um, very interested in digital quality measures. The states in particular want these person-specific measures that we are able to now specify using digital measures. 
they have a lot of programs out there where the physicians are struggling with the data collection. The, the state reporting requirements are somewhat in line with CMS uh, provider level reporting requirements. But what we're really trying to do is, is understand, we have a bunch of states coming, uh, several states coming leading this track, and each one has a different uh, angle and perspective. One is, is really, has really been focusing on provider level MIPS reporting. One has been focused on social determinants of health and the, the health of their population and how the measures affect the, the scores that they're actually producing. One is very interested in, in prevention measures, uh, the depression screening measure um, that we've, we've deployed, and they're trying to understand depression screening uh, from a statewide perspective using the state HIE mm-hmm. as, a, as a data source. Um, but again, and, and then again, the ACOs. How do ACOs, how do the state requirements, the departments of health, um, all these different entities, how can they kind of work together around this digital measure quality construct to, um, again, integrate their efforts, understand where the efficiencies are, not reinventing the wheel every time they want to do something new, um, understand what best practices are somewhere else in the environment. Like mm-hmm. one state's doing something really cool, none of the other states know about it because apparently you know, people don't do this, but they're, if it's some of they're going to be doing this because we have a state track. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got some feds involved in the state track because a lot of the state reporting requirements are dictated by the federal Driven government. Driven by the feds, right. right. So what we're hoping is the state, the feds will sit and listen this time and have them listen to the state needs and requirements and understand how they might adapt some of their thinking around quality measurement to help meet some of these states with some of their really cool innovative ideas about quality measurement and quality in general. And when we talk about feds and mm. state, we're talking about more policy makers and policy folks. Yes, but in the, but in the quality space. So CMS and CMI right. principally are going to be there. We've, we've already got confirmation from some folks mm-hmm. from there. I mean, they're the ones who are running the CMS measurement programs. They're the ones who are, you know, right. creating these requirements for, you know, in the different rules for these different things. That alone for state folks will be an exciting time I because be they'll get to interact draw. with those folks. Yeah. I certainly hope so. And, and we have the, the leaders in the, from those departments coming. It's really exciting. I think we're very happy to have those people participating and excited to be there. Two more to talk about. Uh-huh. Let's talk about... Uh, what's first on my list, and I somehow missed it, was uh, data exchange for quality, and that's, of course, using FHIR. That's HL7's All FHIR all the time. FHIR is a really cool new standard that's that's been um, talked about in many ways. So FHIR is Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resource. It is essentially a standard that defines data in such a way that can be easily shared by almost anybody um, through a web-based protocol. It's basically open API, kind of back and forth. Um, you just said a bunch of stuff no, uh, I didn't understand. So <laughs> I was going to say no one, web, but I'm web, sure someone does. Based, it's web-based. Basically. So uh-huh. basically, you're looking at, at ways to share information through secure websites, mm-hmm. um, essentially, or, or web, you know, you call from um, databases through the web, um, basically. Right. Um, and it, 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 it is going to work really well for quality measurement once the standard is fully ready to do that, because it defines, re- like I said, we call them fire resources. They're, they're data descriptions, data attributes, the information you need to share information back and forth uh, in a very structured, standardized set of resources. Um, and you call bundles of resources for quality measures. You call bundles of resources for clinical decision support systems. Um, but it's a very approachable standard. So there's uh, physicians can do fire. Um, there's online tutorials you can watch and do, and just and you know there's lots of demo um, data bases. Uh, you know fire data sets you can. Uh, send things and call things to and practice with, and so it's really kind of it's a it's approachable standard. Um, it's still very computer based. I mean, it's it's computer based, and it does require you to know some a language. Why do we call it a standard? Because it's it is a standard way. Uh, all these resources are standardized. So, they, but it's they, a standardized, right? Digital language. Every every resource has been balloted. It's consensus built and balloted and approved by the Standards Development Organization, which is HL7. 
So it is an extension of prior standards for interoperability I see. that have been built on in it's a different language, but it's a it's a every it's like it's basically taking the English language and and consensus balloting the definition for every single word in the dictionary. What's consensus balloting? It's, it's voting. Do you like this word? Everyone, don't like everyone this who's a member of HL seven gets to gets to we have dis weekly discussions about each element of the standard. Um, it goes to ballot for the entire HL seven community to vote on, and if it reaches a certain uh, threshold of votes, it's approved as a, as a standard. Um, first, as a draft standard, so it goes out as a draft. People can play around with it and, and try it and use it, and then it goes out for you know as an improved standard. Evidence based decision support. That is the final track. Yeah. That's where the geeks are going to play. Um, we have some really interesting um, work going on. And like I said, we're trying to make measures be a tool for decision support. Um, there's a lot of work going on out there in the CDS hooks community, which is which is a clinical decision support hook. It's a very technical term of how um, information is grabbed based on a trigger. Mm -hmm. um, um, we're trying to integrate that with a, a stakeholder community at ARC called the ACTS, um, ARC Community Transformational Support, which is where the clinical decision support community comes in. ARC has a, a whole bunch of tools. ARC is the Agency for Research, Healthcare, and Quality. They have a lot of tools for providers. Toolkits for AHRQ. providers. AHRQ. AHRQ. Mm -hmm. um, toolkits for providers. They publish, they, they build, they fund the development of. The stakeholder community, the ACTS, ACTS is trying to um, make people aware of all these toolkits, and they're developing very specific, complicated patient use cases to sort of indicate, you know, where these tools are available for providers. What we're trying to do is lay that on top of fire resources and lay that on top of decision support, which is mostly in fire, to understand how we can help that by calling or referencing those tools in the fire community and how all these things play together. And we're gonna have some really cool demonstration. And it's because these guys are so brilliant and they're so fun and they're so interactive. Um, even if you don't understand it, it's just it's fun to watch. Their enthusiasm about they're, it alone sells you. Yeah. The most awesome demonstration by the end of this this three days, I am sure of it. Track five is going to be the gods of the standards and gods of the decision support all working together um, and playing nice and, and all very sort of having fun and, and having just really to try and look at how all these all these things that we're working on could work together. And and to illustrate, so the ARC community has no experience whatsoever in digital measures or digital quality. Mm -hmm. The CDS folks have really very little um, crossover to the ARC toolkits. Mm -hmm. So really this whole thing is going to be just an interesting interaction to see how these do. Like we, you know, we, we propose that they layer these two things on top of each other and see what happens. It'll be very interesting to see what comes out of it. But I know that there's going to be some very dynamic conversations and a lot of interesting people probably carrying over into the receptions in between the days, um, continuing to work and, and debate and build and play and yeah. Okay, here's the date. The Digital Quality Summit is July 16th through the 18th in Boston. That's a good time to be in Boston. It's hosted, of course, by NCQA and HL7. We hope you can make it. You can register to attend at www.digitalqualitysummit.org. Let's do that one more time. It's www.digitalqualitysummit.org. Don't forget the dots. If you have any questions about the summit or for Michael or Ben, shoot us an email at communications at ncqa.org. We thank you for joining us for this edition of Inside Healthcare presented by NCQA. We'll see you again, no doubt.